Welcome to episode 19 of the A-Strings podcast. Adam. Andrew. So this is a little bit different today. It is. Listeners have probably picked up on the fact that we haven't got a table in front of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instant uh, difference in sound. We've got to do our best not to try and make this seem rushed today because we are in a little bit of a rush, aren't we? Yeah. Usually podcasts are quite a, a relaxed affair, mm. starting around about quarter to six, six o'clock in the evening, yeah. finishing anywhere between about half seven and eight. Yeah. Today is Glyn's birthday. Yeah, Tuesday the 11th of June. That's when we record, we record on a Tuesday. Yeah. So, and we're going out into Cardiff to get meat sweats. <laughs> um, All of the meats, please, Garcon. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're leaving at quarter past six, so we need to yeah. step on it a bit. So the shop is actually open and in, in full yeah. swing so as can, we're in here. You're going to hear the ninos. Yeah, of the door. And the sales staff. This is the news. I guess starting with shop news, it's been a fairly active June so far. You know, it, I yeah. think that um, the uh, the Black Star event might just seem like a little bit of a. I don't want to tempt fate, you know, because things can change at any point but it just kind of seemed like a bit of a shot in the arm for us enthusiasm wise I think so and I don't think that you can say that as directly kind of related in you know an upturn in fortune you know because mm. I, I don't know what dictates that but I wonder whether weather has something to do with it because you know it's been absolutely miserable outside it has and yeah. we've been busy yeah you know, you know it's on, I, a, on a consecutive kind of day basis you know all this week really yeah so it seems to be as soon as we've ticked into June <coughs> mm. every day has been has been uh, it's uh, I think busy. it's a case of let's not question it let's just kind no of, let's just keep going yeah and keep enjoying it so off the back of that we've had quite a few nice things come in go out yeah um, notables in and out we had the uh, the lefty strat that went out today as we were as we were in here. Yeah. So yeah. that was um first guitar? Was that someone's first first electric? Uh, um first electric I think, but um we ordered two of them in. Um they it wasn't they're kind of the price point that you can afford to get a few in as opposed to just singles. Right. And um ordered a few in to cover us if it got damaged in transit, well it'd be awful to have to wait another week or whatever it is for just another kind of affinity. Yeah. But also, it's quite nice for the customer to come in and look and choose the best one of the, of the two. Yeah. And so it was a left-handed affinity in Sunburst. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, quite remarkable, the difference in in the two. Not the quality of finish or anything. All of that was spot on with both. You know, neither of them had even like a blemish on them. So... That was good, but just the grain on the two yeah. of them. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, yeah, very, very, very different looking. It's, it, and it's nice for a customer to then walk away knowing that they've, you know, the, the proof is right in front of them that guitars do differ one to the other. So, you know, he went away choosing exactly the guitar he wanted as opposed to saying, right, this is what you wanted in Sunburst. Yeah. Go. 
Exactly. It's um. And which one did he go for? He he. Everyone thought that, um, including his dad, we all thought the, the one with the more pronounced green, uh, was the one to go for, and he preferred the plainer one. All but, right. That's perfect, you know. Like, yeah. How dare we second? How dare we guess what you know somebody wants to, um, wants to have? You know, mm. they, they completely proved us um, wrong. So the other guitar that has in and out the same day was the Scott Ian Jackson. Ah, so this good. essentially is the be waiting uh, for them for a little while. Yeah. Actually. So Scott Ian from Anthrax has got a signature Jackson, and it's a it's a V. Mm. Obviously, the Jackson V's are far more sort of pointy. Uh, but it has kind of the Gibson sort of aesthetic on it, so it's the Gibson style pickguard, right? You know, and stop that kind of follows like the the two the two downward triangle yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's so like it's the got... A string, old A strings logo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it's um, kind of the classic Gibson look of a V, but with like the headstocks of Jackson and the sort of the points uh, are Jackson. But that that was in and out, same candy apple red, very nice, mm. flawless again, finish wise. Yeah, and then the faiths, right? A couple of faiths have come in. That's right. All this was meant to come in on Friday, wasn't it? And it didn't. Yeah. yeah. UPS were having a, a break. Yeah. They, they needed a day off. <laughs> so they pulled a sickie. Hmm. So yeah. So yeah. And there, there's a couple of interesting models with them. So we've had the Neptune uh, with a spruce top, but it's got a Trembasey back and sides, hmm. which is normally what's on the Blood Moon. Hmm. And we've had the Blood Moon in Venus, which hmm. is... Uh, one of our most popular acoustic guitars. And this one's a, a bit of a darker finish to the others, which is mm. nice. And then the last one is the Neptune, but it's a 45 mil nut. So that's wider than normal. Yeah, it's just kind of a bit, bit more like a seagull in its spacing, mm. but obviously a faith. And that's nice. <laughs> um, I saw you put a picture of a lovely Cadillac green Gretsch. Wow, yeah. The, they haven't got to do much. It's a impress people Gretsch you know they've already got it there with the uh, you know how good the guitar looks and they can choose just a very classy colour and gold hardware or so, you know, whatever they choose really yeah. and it's going to look impressive yeah. It'll, you know some people really don't like the guitars but most people do and whether they intend on getting the Gretsch ever or not I think it's if you like Gretsch you know not love Gretsch or anything but I think if you like Gretsch I think it's always the intention in the back of your mind that at some point in your life you're going to have a Gretsch. Yeah, and I think even if you don't necessarily play a style that would be suitable, I think yeah. aesthetically they are very, very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, But the Cadillac Green with Gold is absolutely amazing. And it was kind of... <laughs> Andrew comes back from Dublin and uh, <laughs> and decides, I want <laughs> a guitar to remember the trip by. On to more serious things. We went to Quasar in Barry Island on the weekend. Yes, we did. It was amazing. It was. It was. I oh. think the last time I went, I must have been 12. Me too. But yeah. me 12 versus your 12 is but 10 years apart, nine years apart. Hmm. And um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was amazing. So I went with, um, it was my little nephew's uh, birthday. And... Uh, <laughs> We needed to make up numbers. <laughs> so, Which is why I was... So, so Adam uh, came along. Uh, by the way, Tom's not in the room at the moment because we are an open shop at the moment and we're kind of... Uh, he's he's manning the fort out there with Tristan. But he will be but, uh, popping in later for his uh, 
his top five. His top five. But um, yeah, uh, Tom can make it because he was um, out walking naked through <laughs> through Bath, through Bath, walking naked through Bath. <laughs> yeah, we we'll let him explain that in a future episode. Yeah, um, and yes, yeah, so is uh, my uh, my brother, my mum, my dad, uh, myself, you, and then a lot of people from uh, uh, Sonny's friends from school. Yeah, and. Yeah, so there's an age range from, I think it was about seven through to 73. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and guess you, which ones were the uh, well, most the worst behaved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, y- you and me were on opposite teams. Yes. And our team won every, every yeah, game. Yeah, it did. You were getting a little bit wound up at times. Yeah. yeah. Kind of forgetting, the, forgetting that it was just an eight-year-old's birthday party. Doesn't and, matter. Um, no. He, I think there's... I was talking to you on the way home from it. I think that there can be like a psychological kind of study with regards to how you behave in a war zone or, or quasar and just your outlook in life and, and that kind of thing. Like, you were absolutely... You didn't stray from the base. You were all about stay back at the base, protect yeah. the the rectangle. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Protect the little rectangle. Yeah. The other team has to uh, shoot into. Yeah, for, for all costs, at all costs. And to be fair, you know, as you're trying to approach the base, you were, you were a sniper. You know, I couldn't get anywhere close for ages. All I needed was two of you together, one to take me out, and, and which that, is that. which is what happened when I did manage to get to base. Yeah, we had um, this uh, one guy come in and. Uh, was trying to shoot the thing. You shot at him. I shot you, which paralyzed you for however long. That was then, it. That's enough time to. Yeah. Then I got the rectangle and celebrated uh, with an almighty high five. <laughs> I, I went to high five um, my partner who um, who did the. Um, when I say partner, I mean like uh, team partner. Um, to say you know job well done, and I put my hand up, and he just turned around and, and ran off, leaving me completely hanging. In the enemy's base, at which point Adam managed to get his life back, and he shot me <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, the third, the third time it happened, I high fived him. Even I reckon we were on opposite teams. I reckon we should run a competition at some point. I'll save up a little bit, maybe run a competition. And what was it? There's five, six of us here in work. So yeah, fourteen winners. We all good at Barry Island, and we'll have a good game of Quasar. Along with chicken nuggets and chips, <laughs> or sausage oh, yeah. and chips, <laughs> your choice. Yeah, and, um, and fizzy drinks. Yeah, and um, complimentary um, Star Wars tie for the best shot. Yeah. Every June, one of our biggest suppliers, JHS John Holmey Skews, based up in Leeds, they have, or well, they used to have an event, and it was a proper event where they'd invite you up for a day or two. They put you up in a hotel and um, you could either bring colleagues or you bring family. And the uh, the kind of point of the of the day or the, the week rather was to try and sell you a lot of stuff. And yeah. um, they'd showcase it, there'd be special offers on and they'd give you longer to pay for it. And it was uh, one of these kind of family 
friendly kind of things. There'd be bouncy oh, castles. Right. Really? They'd take wow. up on helicopter rides. And it, yeah, it was... What? Yeah, a real kind of... Um, it was just it was a, a real good day. All yeah. food and drink paid for and everything. And they put you up in this hotel. And as, you know, I went in 2009, 2010 or so with um, my mate Dino, who has a shop in um, a couple of Air Force bases. Yeah. Um, and um, we went up there and it's brilliant. Um, Bounce Castle? Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the following years, you know, it'd been going on for about 20 years or so, but the following years, less and less or fewer people were going along. Right, right okay. And um, it was becoming more expensive for them to kind of put it on than it was beneficial, I think. So right. basically they said, right, as opposed to being, you know, um, writing all this business in one week, what we'll do, we'll cancel the event and we'll have all the same offers and we'll put people, reps on the road to write the business over the course of a month as opposed to just in a few days. Cause so now we've got the... the so now the reps come round to now us. the event for the month, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. And basically we've filled out... We've got about 40 guitars coming in. Um, they're, they're lovely guitars. They're nothing to get... I shoot myself in the foot by saying it's nothing to get excited about in as much as it's not 40 custom shop level kind of guitars. You know, these are very, very well-specced, very, very good vintage branded acoustics, electrics. You know, we've all yeah. seen like the slash not slash kind of Les Paul and the Peter Green not Peter Green yeah. Les Paul, all that kind of thing. They're fantastic guitars, really well-specced, um, amazing prices on them. They yeah. got quite a few new models as well. And so we made a big order with them on Friday. I'm expecting the stuff to come through any day now. Um, they brought out uh, a new laminate model, which we kind of stay away from the laminate guitars, don't we? Because we th- yeah. we've always been about, you know, buy yourself something of quality. You know, okay, it's going to cost a few bucks more, but, you know, it's going to be something that will last you a lifetime kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think as... Time's kind of going on. I'm realizing that you know. I think there's definitely an element of the air, of the, our local kind of potential audience that we're just not um, that we're seen as maybe a little bit elitist, or maybe you know they they, yeah. they can't afford to come into us for whatever you know because our entry level guitars are around about 170 pounds. Hmm. So with that in mind, they've um, and it kind of coincides with what. Vintage is just releasing as well. I shouldn't say this, but I will. They brought out like a Tanglewood Crossroads killer kind of thing. Okay. So the, so the, the Tanglewood Crossroads was their £99 all laminate entry guitar. Yeah, which yeah. was just brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. At the amount of times that we, we could have sold dozens of them by now, we choose not to do Tanglewood because we've got enough crossover with other products, you know? Yeah. So, um, we, they've released this new guitar and um, they promised me that it is really, really good. And I said, right, well, if it isn't, I'll send it back to you. It's as easy as that kind yeah. of thing. And he said, yeah, absolutely no problem at all. So we've got um, about a dozen or so. Um, they've got Dreadnoughts. They've got triple O size, which would be like the V300. Yes. And then they've got the Parlors. So they've got um, non-electro versions which are going to be coming in at £99. And they're 
killer for £99. Absolutely brilliant to look at. Spec-wise, if they're going to be like the... V, they're coming out of the same factory as the V300, so if they're as good as that, I'm going to be over the moon. Yeah. Um, hopefully, by this time next week, we'll be able to tell you whether, you know, they're as good a buy as, um, as we're hoping that they are. Yeah. Um, and then they've got... Um, so, in the same spec, but with electronics on them, £149. So, again... Bro, an electroacoustic for... Under, under, under £150. £150. So, we got some of that coming in, but they've... Um, redesigned a lot of their elec- uh, electric guitars as well. Okay. And off the back of um, our meeting last week, they invited us up to the factory up in Leeds to spend a couple of days going through all the new guitars, do some YouTube videos, and have a chat to the people who have kind of um, designed them and, and and work on them. So yeah, you and Tom are going to be heading up north. Up north. Up north. You're gonna have to curb the the dirty impression. Maybe won't introduce myself <laughs> as the debonair. You may recognise me from videos on YouTube. On t- YouTube. On t- YouTube. Right. Let's stop that. So, um, so you're going up with Tom yes. on a date yet to be announced. Oh, I thought you were just going to say on a date. Yeah. Well, you no, were on about going on holiday together, which yeah. raised eyebrows amongst the um, the staff. Tom would be doing his paintings. <laughs> I'd just be swanning about in a kimono <laughs> on the chaise lounge. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that'll be good for you. Yeah, it'll be good. You know, it'd be nice to sort of get up, and it's. I, I'm guessing they put you in a room, and it's like it's no interruptions. It's just like here's all the gear. Yeah, and we can just go through. You know, we can just do guitar, guitar, guitar. guitar. But you know, one of the it's not just a case of them inviting us up. They've paid attention to the stuff we do on. I think YouTube that's a really and, and that's what surprised me the most was is I said to Tom, I said, why have they asked us to go? Mm. You know, you know, in as much as you know, they must have looked or been looking or the the feedback that we get from the videos, absolutely. But um, I think what we can be a little bit more prolific with because there's a hell of a lot less um, time involved in it. Other photographs, you know, so mm. that's not taking anything away from the effort involved, but, you know, Tom's been out in the alleyway at the back and um, up the mountain, you know, today to take some photographs of some uh, Jacksons, which, you know, majority of the work is done on with the, with the, with the, the scene, you know, he, yeah. he sets up the photographs so well you know, yeah, and you know, there's some editing afterwards, but he really has kind of come into on come into his own with regards to this stuff. Yeah. And people are taking notice and paying attention. You know, it's um, and so it's really brilliant to have you know a rep or a, you know a company come up to and you know give us a call or drop us an email saying absolutely loved what you did with this and yeah. um, you know, it's it's encouraging and it's um, yeah, very proud. So it's off the back of that that they want you to go up and you know do some quality content. So don't don't disappoint. Quality content. <laughs> so off the back of us receiving the fantastic Brian May flight case from mm. Pete, uh, you've had a conversation with Pete. Yeah, he's um, so they're going out on tour. In I think they they're starting to get ready for it in the next. Well, no, really. Yeah. And, you know, the next week or so, they're going to be rehearsing and stuff. But 
he's left for me being the fanboy that I am he's left this um, guitar for us to pick up over the course of whenever I'm up there next um, that neck of the woods he's gonna uh, he's left this guitar for me to pick up to bring down here to include on part of the series of videos that we're gonna do have we talked about those already yeah we've mentioned yeah. it very briefly yeah so this guitar um, I, I'm not gonna spoil the so can I swear? yeah I may as well spoil the surprise because it doesn't really mean as much to probably you lot as it does to me but back in right so first of all this ties in really amazingly well that I hadn't thought of before. Today's the 11th of June, Tuesday. Yeah. It was 27, 28 years ago today that I went to my first ever gig, which was Brian May in Cardiff Ice Rink with my friend Ian Collins, yeah. my mum and my dad and Ian's dad. And um, it was for the, I was, was it, 13 years old and I didn't stop jumping throughout the entire thing. And it was, I was front row getting squashed. And, you know, back then you'd walk away from a gig and you'd have tinnitus for days. And it was just the best, most amazing gig. Obviously it was my first gig, so I didn't have anything to compare to, but I was buzzing for days. It was unreal. And about a year later, he released a VHS and an album and a CD of... um, the gig he did a couple of days after, which was Brixton Academy. Right. Um, in this gig, he had a backup guitar, which was a drop, drop D uh, guitar. And um, it was a guild, but it wasn't one of the 80s guilds. And uh, the timeline in which he was using this guitar, it was too early to be one of the 93, 94 yeah. series guilds, one of which I've got. It was different color. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was different in color to the eighty-four one, but it had the eighty-four pickups. But it had a different tremolo system, and it was just a bit of an oddity. But he uses it on a couple of songs in this um, on this video, and he would have used it on the very first gig that I I went to. And nobody, people don't really know much about this guitar at all because it was a prototype. So people don't know how much of a prototype it was in as much as. Did any of those features make, make it, it to the make it to the next one? How much? How many of those features are similar to the old eighty four one? Anyway, they found this guitar recently, and Pete sent through a picture saying, "Do you know what this is?" And I said, ah, "Yes, actually, that <laughs> was the ninety three prototype for well, it's a kind of geek hat on." And you know, he, he said, "If you want to um, pick it up to um, do what you want with in the video room, you can whenever you want." So we got that to collect very, very soon. So I'm tingling with excitement with regards to picking that up. And hopefully, um, it, we've kind of got it penciled in the um, in for September when they back off their North American tour. Yeah. For Pete to come down maybe for a weekend with some different bits and bobs, maybe. And do an evening. Um, maybe do an evening, but certainly do some videos. Yeah. As and when that happens, we'll let you know, but... Very exciting. Yeah. And it's for really, me. Yeah. I think that, that that kind of thing really helps set us apart as well. Mm. You know, we've obviously got the, the the link there, which we don't, you know, we don't shout about it on, on Facebook or anything like that. You know, we don't go on about it a lot on Facebook. No. On here, I think we talked about it three times an episode. We're a bit more comfortable with, with you guys. But we're, yeah, it's like, it's like being in a front room. 
Yeah, it is. And well, we are in the front. We are in the front. But you know, we do pro- we do provide him with bits and bobs, yeah. and obviously the relationship with Pete and Brian is is really good. Strong, strong. Um, so it'll be really nice to be able to get yeah. these one-off pieces in, and you know, there's there's no but there's nobody else that is going to be able to do that. No, you're and not going to see that interview on Anderson's TV. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, the reason why you're probably not going to see these kinds of um, uh, things crop up on other channels is that there's nothing to sell off the back of it. True. You know, this is purely. This is a love. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A labour of love. Yeah. Well, it's not a labour, but you know, yeah, it's a, it's a thing of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, passion is dealing with guitar specialist bits. Yeah. Not guitar specialists bits. No. That's your passion. <laughs> David Bellamy, the uh, 80s TV personality. Yeah. Not him, but Matt Bellamy has acquired Manson Guitar Works. Matt Bellamy from Muse. So Manson are the company that make all of his guitars. Yes. Interestingly, reading the little excerpt we got here, he's it's a full takeover. It's a full takeover. So the, so Hugh Manson. There's, there's no ambiguity in it either. No, the, I'm excited to be taking ownership of Manson Guitar Works. Yeah. It sounds like um, uh, it sounds like he's been. It's a hostile gone takeover. In, got, yeah, hostile takeover. Gone in with guns. Yeah. Like Quasar. No. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's like Quasar now. <laughs> um, so Hugh Manson, who is the the owner, or was the owner, and Luthier, who made, made all of Matt's guitars, is going to remain a consultant. So he's obviously well, he's sold it. He's completely... Well, he's going to have to stay as, as the Luthier, surely. Yeah. Thing is, he's probably got as many guitars as he needs now. But I wonder where this will leave Court, whether they use Court for developing the um, the signature model still. Yeah. Or whether he does, you know, what they did with the Brian May guitars thing, whereby, you know, the name belongs belongs to Brian May and then he just, you know, outsources the um, development and um, manufacture of the guitars. To someone else. Someone else. Yeah. Yeah, likely. I imagine... Um, Matt Bellamy's going to want to be quite hands-on with it. You know, he seems very... He knows exactly what he wants, doesn't he? You know, like mm. with things with that chaos pad and, you know, with the oh, the guitar. He, he used to play Telecaster back in the day, didn't he? Yeah. And, you know, so it's an obvious kind of evolution of that. Of that, yeah. So, you know, I... Yeah, I'd be quite interested to see where that kind yeah, of... Yeah, and he's, you know, he's not he's not doing it for monetary reasons either. Isn't he? he? just... Well, it doesn't purely doesn't need to you know the, the waiting list on these guitars for people to have a Matt Bellamy model is years and years and mm. years um, so you know well I, what, I, what I think is I don't think he's going to sort of he's, I don't think he's going to sell out the company as, you know I don't think he's going to he's not going to uh, prostitute it first of all when I heard that this was going on I thought is there the market is there the audience for it because you know I know that the Red Special guitar has got a very finite audience it's gone up immeasurably since the the movie, but you know I know that as of a couple of years ago, the you know the conversations kind of being had whereby you know it was kind of trickling through, trickling over you know the um, the sales, but they'd kind of taken it really, you know everyone who wanted one had one had one, mm. and you know it, it's not a Stratocaster, it's not a Les Paul, you know it, because it's associated with an artist, you only have you know a very limited kind of 
appeal. Yeah. But Matt Bellamy is probably the last true guitar hero, I'd say. You know, who have got who's got his own absolutely identifiable signature guitar. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can't think of anybody. Yeah, you know, you know people for using a Les Paul. You know people for using a Stratocaster. With regards to something as identifiable as that, you know, he's probably the the last person. Definitely. Yeah. So, and and they do seem to have worldwide attraction. You know, Moves. They, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, this could be. Massive. Yeah. I mean, they could be, yeah, you know, thinking about the two options you've got. You've either got a proper Manson, which is years away and thousands of pounds, mm. or a court, which is the mm. entry level, which is great for affordability, but doesn't have any of the features that you would want. No. Maybe they will look at some sort of middle ground somewhere Yeah. to try and develop a model that kind of is the best of both. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll keep the Manson Guitar Works as a custom shop and... You know, approach. You know, he could approach maybe Fender, or or, or stay with Court or, or whatever. With regards to, yeah, uh, you, you, as good as the Court guitar is, they don't seem to have the spread. You know, of you know, or distribution kind of model that you know a guitar like this could benefit from. Yeah, no. You know, in the UK, four forty do it, and we love four forty, and you know, we'll be getting these in, and you know, they do well in this country. But um, you know, Court is a brand worldwide. I. It's massively respected. I don't think it's a necessity. It hasn't kind of got the brand power, has no, it? No, you know, people don't think whatever happens by hook or by crook, I need court on the wall. Yeah. It sells, and if people were um if if people were kind of making decisions, if shop owners were making decisions a bit more intelligently and not just getting what they want to see on the shelves, they absolutely would think of court as a necessity. But um yeah, I'll be interested. Yeah, I think so. It'll be good to see I think what so. happens to that. Biscuit News! So today's Biscuit News is completely different as well. Mm. So there's no table, there's no Tom, and there's no biscuits. <gasps> but we do have Biscuit News. We have been brought biscuits, and there's lots to mention. First of all, we need to mention Boyd Tunnock. Yes. Knighted Sir Boyd Tunnock. Tunnock's confectioners completely well deserved a hero of ours in the yeah. shop you know you've got Leo Fender Les Paul and Boyd Tunnock I think they are the three I think they're, they're the three yeah, for services to the confectionery business specific yeah and yeah I, I think he deserves every every plaudit that yeah. gets every letter after his name yeah easy. Sir Boyd Sir Boyd Um, so there's a pair of, they always come in together, the customers come in together, and like the nicest guys are really great, both of them really good Do players. Yeah, so they both come in, and um, the reason that he's been dubbed White Sam Jackson is, we don't actually know his name, he hasn't got any uh, any record on the system, because uh, he's never bought anything. And But always comes in, backwards Kango hat, little sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Um but yeah, an amazing guy, an amazing player. Brings but, in Welsh cakes a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, so we get Welsh cakes off him. This time, like, again, amazing, like way over what we'd even, you know, well, we we expect we don't expect anything off you guys and everything you bring in is amazing every single time. But they brought in 
Mr. Kipling chocolate chip cake slices, McVitie's digestive cakes, and caramel digestives. Why? Like, why? Yeah. You're too kind. Yeah. Not just them, everyone. Maybe he feels a little bit bad because he said something quite nasty to me last time he was in. Right. Well, wait a second. He didn't mean for it to be nasty. Dish the dirt. Well, it's all about my GCSE maths exams. Do I want to get into this? I don't know. But basically, he said, uh, I said that I had a B. I had two Bs. And I said that that was the most I could have got because I was in like the the second kind of set as opposed to the first set. Ah, okay. So I said, um, I finished my exams within like 30 minutes. They were two-hour exams. And I absolutely loved maths. And I was gutted that I messed about in my third year or whatever, which meant that I couldn't have gone to do like set one maths and all the rest of it. And he said... You, you would have got C's, not B's. I said, no, I definitely got B's because I got the certificates. He said, no, you got C's because um, if he did the second level paper, the most he could have got was a C. And I said, no, definitely got B's. And, you know, we were just kind of to and froing. And um, he just left it. So at this point, you definitely had C's. What's his job? He was a, a maths... He's a maths tutor, but he used to be involved in maths... Um, he was he was a maths teacher, and I think he got involved in actually writing maths exams. So, so that's you'd never think to look at him that he was no no he's, he's a very very intelligent maths um, amazing tutor. But I I'm absolutely adamant, hundred percent. I got two Bs in my maths exams. You can put, you not can, two Cs. You can put what you want, but one I, nobody checks them. Two, you own your own business. So it'd be you who'd be checking them anyway. It, I, I don't care. I, I believe you anyway. I, he, he's lovely. We've spoken, you know, we, we talk at length whenever he comes in and like you say, he always brings in things. He's a lovely, lovely guy. And the, his mate who is with him does work for Deep Purple and so they're, yeah, they're that's both right. yeah. amazing players and they're both just gentlemen. Yeah. But he questioned my maths GCSE results. And I swear, I've got no reason to lie. I wouldn't have even brought it up to him if I, like, you know, you don't talk, you don't, you know, try to pull the ball over somebody's eyes in his position, you know. Andrew had two Bs. I did. Maths GCSE. And that's I it. did. And that's the end of the story. <gasps> My mum brought in some chocolate chip foxes. The You know, the big, really good. Yeah. 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 Awesome she's, ones. She's got a cupboard at home. And she keeps loads of things like that in there. Really? Yeah. Do you think people are getting a little bit fed up for us when we're resorting to my mum to bring in biscuits? No, your mum brought them in. We didn't ask your mum to bring them in. No, that's right. Thanks, mum. Not biscuit related, but one of our friends, Dr. DR. Oh. Dr. Doctor uh, brought us in some very nice coffee. Some, mm. uh, I think it's Lavata. You have to correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. But uh, yeah, so we've got some some nice coffee there. Some nice biscuits there. He's and we're not touching any of them because we're preparing ourselves. We're starving ourselves oh, for, for the meat sweats. We've for got, the war on meat. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, he comes in with things. All, he's going to be. We're going to have to get him in for a podcast sometime soon because he's a very intelligent man, and he's working on some really, really amazing things. Uh, if you've been at the shop, you might have seen um, this little kind of maybe six inch by six inch wooden plaque. And it's got the A-Strings logo on it. And it's um, 
like it's like a little maple kind of plaque, isn't it? Yeah, and it's all inlaid. But it's inlaid. It's not painted. It's actual inlays, and you know, it, it's yeah, effort for for what you know what what have we done to deserve that? But so he's um yeah he done that for us. But he makes he's very switched on when it comes to electronics and he's been developing his own amplifier he's been developing his own sp- like rotating speaker cabinet I think he was talking well the before, rotating speaker kind of just an add-on to what he's doing but he's got this concept that we may it may be secret so yeah gonna, so i think gonna... he's going to bring it in for us to have a look at and when he does whether it's that or one of the other things he's developing we should get him in to um to talk about it he's a just a lovely lovely chap yeah and what he doesn't know about Electronics and pedals and amps. Yeah. 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 Thank uh, you, yeah. Dr. Dan. So, I guess, to, following on from the Matt Bellamy discussion with regards to signature models. And the Brian May thing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on signature models? Do you like signature models? Would you ever buy a signature model? No. Really? What, you don't like them and you wouldn't buy them? Right. So the only one that I think is different because it is a guitar that's, that was built by the person is the BM, is the Brian May. Mm. So, so some- but for me, I'd have to have something like, if I wanted, if I was going to have a Brian May, I wouldn't have a BM. I would want like a Guyton one or an Relict one. You know, I'd mm-hmm. want something that's kind of like a, like a historical piece mm-hmm. rather than just an off-the-run thing. Yeah. But signatures for me, no, not really. You know, I was thinking about it when you were talking about it. You, like the, the most prominent ones, especially in the last couple of years, you've had like the Jim Root Fender stuff, John Five Fender stuff, uh, the Zach Wilde Les Paul is mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the big one. So is it the association or do you think that it's um, more the cashing job in as much as, I don't, you know, I don't, I have no issue with people sort of, cause you know, I imagine it would be, I got no issue with, with the idea of it. I think, I don't know. I just think that the whole idea of playing guitar is to sort of find you, find yourself and be individual. And so, you know, yeah. something like the Clapton Strat in the, and the Clapton Strat's been used by big, big players like Pete Townsend. I can't remember. There's a few others that, you know, big names that use a Clapton strap hmm. because you've got that mid-boost thing on it. So it makes your guitar sound from, on the one end, you know, with the, I think it's the, the first tone part, isn't it? Um, next to the volume. Yeah. You roll so. that down and you've got that kind of lace sense of weedy kind of um, thin sound, which is absolutely perfect for a lot of, well, for funk, for, you know, just the cleaner plane. Yeah. Um, and then you ramp it up and all of a sudden, it sounds like you got humbuckers. You know, it's that yeah. real kind of warm. It, it, it's it's a, a really really usable effect. Yeah. And so, would you stay away from the Clapton if, if that was something that you required in your band or whatever? Would you stay away from the Clapton Strat because, regardless of it having the feature that you wanted, um. I don't know, it's the strap thing is, a, I suppose it's the visual of it. Mm. You know, that's the big thing is that they make these guitars. So you don't like the association. Time, a lot of the time, it's the it's that visual of it. Like I, I'd play, you know, a strap, as long as, you know, a strap is a strap really, mm. you know. So what have you got? Like you'd have the pewter one, I guess, is the... Pew, well, pewter the blackie. 
Yeah, well, that's just, yeah, that's what I mean. Just a black strap. Mm. You know? Um, same with the Gilmore one. It's a, it's a great looking well, strap. Exactly. So, okay. And so, but something so like the you... Zach Wild, like a bullseye? No, never. Mm. You know, the, you know, my favorite band is Metallica. I'd never in a million years have one of their ones, which is obviously a signature yeah. one of theirs, which is, yeah, no. That's that's their guitar, you know? Mm. I'd want, I'd want, my guitar. It's a difficult one when, you know, you get to something like a Sunburst Les Paul. Yeah. And you just, you know, you'd buy it. If you're going to buy it, you'd buy it thinking, right, well, you know, Slash played, plays something identical. And there's every chance that when you're performing, people are going to look at you and say, Slash plays the same Colored guitar. Would you stay away from that colored guitar? No, no, no. That's not. So that's like not, a, that's not really a, a thing. I guess. Yeah, I guess if it's like overtly kind of. So like the black stra- strap with black scratch plate, a la Dave Gilmore, you'd stay away from. Um, it's a great looking. It's a great looking guitar. Mm. You know, we've got the performer out there, which is black, black, and cream. Mm. There's nothing. You know, there's nothing to do with him. I think that's a great guitar. Um, I love signature guitars. Right. I've um what have I, well obviously I've got you know red specials but I've got um Kirk Cobain Mustang I've, oh, ne- right. I've never seen him play Mustang before but um I've when it came into the shop it was a Japanese one um, an orange one and I was able to get sounds out of it that I haven't been able to get out of other things yeah and the stuff that I was playing on it wasn't anything like the Nirvana stuff, but yeah. I love knowing that the guitar has the potential of doing the Nirvana stuff. Yeah. You know, I know what Nirvana sounds like. Is that, you know, you've got that real big, um, you know, rock sound or the thin kind of rhythm sound, knowing that it's capable of doing those. Yeah. I've not used it in that kind of application yet, but I, I saw it and I really loved, loved the way it looked. In fact, it was a Kirk Bain. I didn't buy it because it was a Kirk Cobain. No. I loved it for the the instrument it was. Um, I've had periods of my life where I've been a massive Clapton fan and I've really, really wanted the Clapton Strat. We've had Clapton Strats come in the shop and it's not disappointed. If I didn't have a dozen other guitars I wanted to buy first, I'd certainly look again one. Yeah. Because the neck feels amazing. It, I, I don't know if it's... I don't know whether Fender specifically put a lot more effort into their signature guitars than they do, or maybe there's like a you know a different level of finishing going on with maybe their yeah. signature guitars. But I have not come across a, a bad one. I yeah. think that they're absolutely amazing. Johnny Marr Jag is absolutely stunning, and has actually led the way with regards to how their own. Um, Jaguars have evolved. Yeah. Um, no, I we whenever we get a signature guitar in, even if I don't know the player, like the Troy Van Leeuwen. Yeah. There's just something really, really special about it. Yeah, and I think what you said is 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 probably more the way that I would go as well. Like you bought the Kurt Cobain. You know, nothing. It was nothing to do with the. You didn't buy it because it was the Kurt Cobain thing. Yeah, and that's you know. That's 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 the way to do it, I think. But you know, we get a lot of people that will. Loads of people have come in, especially this last year or so. Looked at 
the red special. Smiled. Oh, it's amazing that. And then, you know, you start talking to my buddy a little bit more. I said, yeah, but I can never own one. You know, it's Brian May's guitar. Mm. I don't understand that mentality because I mean, it turns into a bit of a a bit of a psych psychology. Uh, it does exploration, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess that you know, there's guitars out there that are a bit more subtle in their signature kind of thing, aren't they? You know, they'll have just a little signature on the back. There's nothing sort of. Mm. I mean, you know, the the obvious one that keeps springing to mind is the Zach Wild. You know, it's a big, it's a big bullseye yeah. Les Paul thing. Like you know it before it's even come through the door. Mm. You know, whereas something like the Troy Van Leeuwen, all it was was a, a the sort of a, a limited color. Mm. You know, yeah. other than that, was a jazz. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not the so what what aspect is of it. Is it that kind of steers you away from a signature? Is it? It's just that I just, I, I just think it's nothing of originality. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I just think that you know someone's. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, as people that listen to this who who know us in the shop, they know that I've got the the Supra, the Bowie. Yeah, and I will obviously be getting the other one because I'm not having an unfinished set. <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, but that was that's more in my brain. That's more of a collector's thing. They, they like you know. I'm never ever ever gonna go on stage with that. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, no. It'll play it play in the house and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, ne- yeah. That's not a guitar that's gonna be a workhorse. Yeah, like the Strat is. You know, that's like you know. I take that. I take that everywhere. Yeah. You know? But yeah, I think I think that's where it is for me anyway. But I think yeah, everyone's different. Have you ever tried? It's a spectrum and. Yeah. that's the thing <laughs> have you ever tried capturing anyone else's sounds you know have you ever gone out you know has there ever been a period of your life where you've wanted to sound like Kirk Hammett or I mean yeah the Hetfield thing for a long time but you'd look at the rig and it'd be like you know like diesels and all that sort of, you know mess boogies and thousands Is, of isn't that weird you know I've stuff. never looked into the Metallica sound you know there's a number of different players that I really really like that um, I've looked at what their rig is and you know how how you'd get a good approximation of their sound using whatever mm. the Metallica one you know it's very very ignorant but it's so heavy that I just put it into a, a complete kind of yeah. category and, and I, I imagine I can buy one amp that will do any one of 100 heavy bands kind of sounds yeah and, and it's interesting because I before we started the podcast they they put up live videos of everything, and I know they're running through Axe Effects live, but they've just played in Ireland a couple uh, day or two ago. Uh, I was just watching the they were doing Whiskey in the Jar because they covered it a few years ago, didn't they? And um, I don't like the sound. I like the recorded sound. Mm. Um, I think that you know Black Album, Load and Reload for me are kind of like my favorite sounds. But yeah, live. I don't like that sound at all. I don't it's, like. I. I, I it's like whether I'm whether I'm saturated. Kind of, um, yeah, whether I'm sort of getting a bit more mature. Yeah. In quotation marks, and just kind of veering away. But I do prefer. I prefer a much kind of fuller. I prefer sort of uh, an over the edge overdrive now rather than this kind of distortion kind of be in a can kind of. Okay, so thing. you you haven't uh, bought. You wouldn't buy a signature guitar apart from the Bowie thing, which is a commemorative thing, I guess, more than yeah, anything else. Yeah. So you wouldn't buy a signature guitar. Mm. Have a player, uh, have you been influenced with what you've bought 
because of a player. Yeah. So, you know, have you bought... Yeah, God, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So I think when, especially with the original band stuff, it was very kind of, you know, I was trying to, it was a very Muse mm. kind of way, 30 Seconds to Mars kind of the way. So there was a lot of other things going on apart from a guitar band with them. Uh, yeah, I'm with us, um, hopefully. But um, so, yeah, so I was trying to sort of get sounds that would be sort of similar-ish. Mm. But a lot of the time I was running, you know, I was running sort of, as long as I had sort of an octave below pedal on, mm. as you know, at the same time, I was running through, you know, nothing that was similar to them, really. It was just trying to get a sound that captured a feel. So have you ever bought amps off the back of... I don't think so, no. Because obviously, you know, a, a little Andrew Morgan at the age of 13 going to see Brian May in Cardiff Ice Ring wanted a red special and a AC30 yeah. from that moment on. And I was lucky enough to get one when I was 16 from my uh, my nan when um, I got my uh, guild. And then when I turned 18, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted with my savings. And I went to Cranes and I bought an AC30, which is that one there. Wow. So if you watch any of our videos, it's the it's the, it's the one, one in the middle with the, the um, yeah, with the, the sort of the pale brown cloth. I was a complete idiot because um, I bought one and um, they, I didn't know the difference between blue and green speakers and I paid £890. So they were more back then than they are now. Yeah. But it was made in England. Um, I bought that. I I bought one and um, it had blue speakers in it and I said, yeah, but I want one with green speakers in. And they said, Right, well, we're gonna have to buy it in, and they give me the blue one to use for like three weeks until well, that's the, good though, until the green well. one come in. And then um, they said, "Are you sure?" And I said, "Yeah." And I swapped around. And then why real, did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I might have been eighteen, but I was thick. <laughs> um, he was good at math. They got, they got, <laughs> they've got, um, they got blues in now. But um, wow. you know, at that point, then you know. I, I got the sound that I wanted to, you know, that was in my head. I, I just wanted to sound like it. And then, you know, after that, as I've kind of veered off in different paths and I've liked other bands like Blur, like Manix, like Led Zeppelin, all these different people, you know, I've bought different guitars, but I've not really been that adventurous with the amps. So, And in what Vox, I think, and that's why I've got a Vox now, is that you can, it does, does everything. everything. And if it doesn't quite, take you over the edge, you know, nowadays there's pedals that yeah. can can do that anyway. I, I, I get everything I need from from the Vox. Mm. It's it's a mad thing to say, but it's very underrated. People think it does just a certain couple of things, but it'll do loads. Yeah. But we've digressed a little bit, haven't we? Yeah. So we'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Now, you've got lots of things to do this week because you've still got a competition from last week that we've got to talk about a little, well, little bit. Well, I was wondering whether we need to rethink that competition because we've only had uh, a few people get in touch with, the guard, with regards to that. Okay. But also, we're a little bit thick in as much as one person uh, writes in with their answer and then or posts with their answer, then everyone else can just copy what the person above said. That is true. So who so I think um is it um Dan 
Dr. Dan has um, given us an answer and one or two other people as, as well. So as of now, which is the 11th of June, Tuesday, six. well, it's going to be six o'clock in a bit, we'll have a look, see who's uh, messaged us and we'll give them a set of strings regardless. But I think we need to think <sighs> wow. of a new, a new competition. Top point score at Quasar. Well. Competition for a competition for a competition. <laughs> um, and we'll sort that out um, competition for next week, which will be episode 20. And well, I think we can have a little break then, aren't we? Maybe. A- yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. We'll do like a colouring in competition. Colouring competition. We'll get Tom to do a cartoon outline. And we'll get people to colour in. We'll think of something. Yeah. So, should we get Tom in to do his top five? I think so. But- so... <laughs> Welcome, Tom. Are we recording? Tom, top five. What's your top five today, Tom? This week's top five is Strange Duets. Oh. It's a good one. Is um, it? So, uh, not necessarily stuff that's been released, but stuff that's funny to watch on YouTube. Okay. So, uh, the idea is I'm going to give you a name and you've got to guess, uh, try and guess the uh, partner in the duet. Okay. Or outstrange me. Okay. <laughs> Number five, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Um, well, you'd imagine she'd go with somebody soulful. So I'd have to think of somebody else. Kid Rock. Cliff Richard. No way! Janet Jackson, Cliff Richard. 1984. Uh, the song was called Two to the Power of Love. Oh, what a brilliant... It's worth watching. <laughs> Two to the Power of Love. Um, so I wor- <laughs> So it, it was quite difficult to find information on this on, on the internet. It's, really? It seems like they tried to... Well, she's tried to uh, destroy all evidence. So many negative associations with... Um, with um, she would have yeah. been 18 in uh, 1984. And, and he would have been about 50? 44. Oh, Cliff. And it is a love song. <laughs> oh, Cliff. <laughs> oh, Cliff, no, no. <laughs> what are you doing, Cliff? Oh, whoa. Number four, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Um, you ex- naturally expect her to go with a country um, gent. So I'd go with somebody like. I'll give you a clue. This is also from 1984. <laughs> okay. Boy George. Sylvester Sloan. <laughs> <laughs> Does he sing? Well, um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Can you find all these things on YouTube? Yeah, we'll, we should put the links to them because they're worth watching. Really? So uh, they're in a film together called Rhinestone. Right. And um, yeah, so the uh, song I'll Be There from Rhinestone is terrible. Yeah. It was a massive flop, the film. <laughs> she doesn't see many of those, does she? Right. Number three, David Bowie. Bing Crosby. Well, that would be the obvious one. Yeah. Because it is an awkward yeah. thing to watch. Um, Marianne Faithful. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Well, uh, <clears throat> she was associated with the Stones a lot, wasn't she? Was she? Yeah. She, the, so. Well, you've got to watch this one. Okay. I Got You, Babe, <gasps> from 1973. Oh. Um, she's dressed as a nun. <laughs> He's in some kind of red vinyl corset thing. <laughs> and it is brilliant. Were you aware of this before? 
know. have you ever seen no i haven't seen i didn't see this do it until uh tom found it and it's it's uh it's amazing yeah that's all i can say brilliant number two suzanne boyle suzanne boyle this is from 2013 eminem <laughs> no uh elvis ah so this is what one of those kind of um, yeah after they're dead yeah, yeah. obviously um yeah, oh, Come All You Faithful from a Christmas album. <laughs> and um, this is worth watching the video. Yeah. Um, this, um, sorry. So, yes, yeah, kind of a nativity play thing going on. No. But and what, just, what part does she play? The, Obviously, he's the king. She plays the drunk auntie. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like she's playing. But, um, yes, yeah, so she's, she's singing at the nativity and... Um, there's a little kid dressed as Elvis and if you watch in the background there's this little girl she just blatantly falls on her face and uh, no one's uh, edited it out <laughs> just leave it in <laughs> she's very artistic isn't she oh, oh sorry <laughs> right sorry <laughs> number one Debbie Harry Debbie Harry uh, Clint Eastwood uh, Kermit the Frog <laughs> this is actually quite a good one is it um, Rainbow Connection obviously from the Muppet show yeah 1980 so, uh, what's that song I'm not going to sing it <laughs> is it the one that Kermit plays on the, on the banjo, banjo? Does, yeah why does everyone sing songs about rainbows something like that yeah yeah wow I'm going to have to check out some of these especially Cliff Richard and Janet Jackson that's so just... yeah Oh, I've got a question you... for you. What's uh, Kermit the Frog's middle name? The. It is. <laughs> <laughs> See? Maths. Brilliant. So, dum dum five. Dum dum five. Dum dum five. Social media comment of the week. So, Social media comment of the week this week. Um, <laughs> it's quite a funny, it's quite a funny one. I wasn't aware of it. Is it? Is it? I guess we should read the comment first, and then we'll play you the listener the uh, uh, the sound clip. And it'd be Steve listens to all of Steve from Blackstar, mate. This involves you. And I guess we need to have verification from you whether um, whether this is the case or not. So it's the um, Blackstar HC20 video, Don't Get the Blues Junior. Um, it's had quite a lot of views. Um, we said, Adam and Steve, take a look at the brand new HD20 combo from Blackstar. And Tiffany Davidson uh, mentioned... Anyone else hear a burp at three minutes 44? Question mark, smiley face. So we're going to play the clip. <laughs> and <laughs> I listened to it a little bit earlier on and I think that we may have a problem on our hands because I think it might be some uh, uh, oral flatulence. Have a listen, see what you think. So it is very basic in the way that it's designed, but you can really tailor 
the the tonality to be more of a sort of a uh, more present. <laughs> <laughs> so it is very basic in the way that it's designed, but you can really tailor the the tonality to be more of a sort of a uh, more presence. <laughs> Just for verification, I was in the room and it wasn't a burp because we would have stopped. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, it was one of the uh, one of them. Well, it sounds like a burp. It's a to the best thing me about it, and maybe the visually impaired if they can't, you know, see the expression well, the, on his face. The best face. thing about it is where the the camera shot is of the amp, <laughs> <laughs> so it could be anything. Brilliant. Well, yeah. It, it it certainly sounded like a burp. It does does yeah. sound like a burp? And there's only one man who will know. It will. And I don't imagine, you know, even if he's listening to this in half speed, it's going to sound like a burp in full speed, half speed, double the speed, whatever. So, Steve, you've either got to replicate that sound, or just hands up, admit that it was a burp. So, thank you very much, Tiffany. That's that's brilliant. I think that wraps up a fairly mediocre episode 19. Episode 19. Do you know, you felt Tom not being in the room. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he's back. And the table. Either Tom or the table, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, which has more charisma. Charisma. But uh, yeah, we've... um, I, I guess you know it's good to have an episode like this every now and again because it, it makes know, the less it, mediocre ones. Yeah, makes it. Yeah, and you know we'll we can categorically say we need a table. Yeah, and biscuits and Tom and coffee and Tom. Yeah, all these things maketh a good podcast. <laughs> yeah, after inanimate objects. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's, yeah, why, Tom's, that's why. Yeah, Tom's that's here. why. Hi mate. Hi mate. Right, so Tom's gone. So atmosphere's gone. Humour and everything else. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of the things. We're on all of the things. Yeah. Please comment. Yeah. Please let us know you're there. Yeah. I've been Andrew. I've been Adam. Tom's out there chatting on his phone. The table. He sends his regards. He'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week for episode 20. Bye-bye. Bye!